guys? Welcome to another episode of All Rocked Up. My name is Ken Rosines. That's Chris, and that's my sister VJ. What's up, guys? Hi. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? This is a podcast where we talk about documentaries. Give it the fuck up for me. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Got it right that time. Right. If this is your first time listening, I fuck that up anytime I bring the show in. And so now I'm going to treat myself to beer and cake as a reward. But <laughs> this is also a place where we discuss documentaries, where we watch documentaries and bring them to you in our discussion. Yeah. How you guys doing? I'm I'm good. I'm here. It's December. <laughs> like we're um, you know, halfway out of um <clears throat> Rona Watch 20. Getting ready to right. roll into Rona Watch 21. Right. Um, I mean, you know, like still in the house, like <laughs> smoking weed, like, you know, right. regular, oh, regular shit. stuff. Like, like, the, I, I didn't know. I was like, look, right. I don't know. Like, what, what, what? Do I tell the truth or do I lie? What? We're struggling. Right. <laughs> no, I was like, Like, do she really want to know that I have anxiety and I'm on Prozac and right. I lost my job and my dog left me? Like, or do I just not your dog? Look, the oh dog God, didn't die, right? Like, the dog just was like, nah, I'm good. Like, you seem depressed. I don't, like this. I'm, gone. I don't right. like this. I'm gone. Or do you just be like, oh my God, I'm so great. I'm going vegan this month. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all, if, if I go vegan, guys, it's because I literally can't afford groceries. Like, don't. Like, <laughs> don't think it's a lifestyle change. Don't, don't think I'm trying to change my life. <laughs> you know how they always ask on Twitter, you know, what would be your phrase? Like if somebody kidnapped you, you wanted people to know you were not okay, that would be mine. Hey guys, I'm going vegan. Like if I ever say that, like it's right. not, that means somebody has me. Like, um, come get me, please. It's mine bad. would be like, I don't Send need the marijuana <laughs> like, to make me feel away. Like right. I'm gonna stop drinking today. Like, <laughs> today. Today, right now. It's like somebody call Amber and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> call call the people. Whatever alert they put out, whatever alert they put out, call like not Amber. Amber and not Silver. Whatever the in-between alert is, what is the mix of Amber and Silver? Whatever that That's right. Because Amber seems too like Amber seems too high. Like too high Sam, alert. Sam, salmon alert, nigga. The, key, the, the Keisha, the Keisha alert, probably. The salmon alert, nigga. That's that's the color between amber and silver, nigga. <laughs> I'm just saying, whatever the adult alert is, put that one out. Right. Like, I don't I know what that color is, but put it out. The Keisha I think alert. If I had, if I had, I'm trying to think what my code would be like. Pussy, no, like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DJ almost spit all over. Oh, it feels valid. Oh God, yeah. So we're so, discussing a we're discussing a documentary today. That's a thing. Um, oh yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> uh, that's a woo, uh, what was this? Southern rights. Um, that is what we watched. It, um, it was like it was like a Russian uh, nesting doll, where you thought that the <laughs> documentary was one thing, and then you opened it, and it made me cry. Like, like, okay. So if anybody knows me, one thing I will not put up with is niggas making me watch shit that makes me cry, or makes me like in like. Like it makes me like it, it, it evokes fucking too much emotion for me. Like I cannot. Like 
I don't like romantic comedies. I don't like, I don't, I don't, I can't, I just can't do it. And this is literally, I haven't cried at a documentary in a long time, but I felt like so much like grief, like, and just like so much, like, I don't even know how to explain what I felt y'all. Like there was just tears coming out of my eyes. There were certain parts where I just kind of was just sitting there and I just found myself sniffling. Like I just couldn't help it. Like, it's not that the entire documentary is sad, but there are certain parts where it just, for it to be this person's, Jillian Love, I think is her name. Mm -hmm. name. For this to be her first documentary, you can tell maybe the way it's put together, but the actual shots and the way it's framed are very, very good. Yeah, at getting sure. the emotion from you. As I said, that was that was really my only thing that I didn't like about it. The way it was kind of spliced together was a little weird to follow, but right. she did a very, very good job because I think principally she's a photographer, so she did a very, very good job with that side of things. Visually, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll give you that. I definitely, I'm going to kind of mimic VJ. I definitely wasn't like boohooing, but like in which we'll get into it, of course, but there was parts that I just felt like I was there and I was like, oh shit, like, you know what I mean? And They made me cry tears and I didn't like it. Yeah. Like whole ass, like, like whole tears. Ass tears. Yeah. Like, I felt the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm turning this bullshit off. <laughs> Listen, I, I paused it, went outside, checked the mail, let the dogs run around for a bit, let the 40 degree air hit my face a few times and I was like, okay, I'm good. Jeez, don't be crying like that. All right. Yeah. And then I came back. I had to go do some other shit to get that off my mind, but then I came back. Um, So I guess for context, this... uh, Let's talk about it. Southern rights is about a lot of... Two things particularly, but a lot of underlying things. Um, So Jillian is the person who is filming this and is also our narrator throughout. But what is interesting about this is she does not really talk a lot. You do hear like one or two questions from her throughout, but for the most part, she edits her questions out and she just kind of lets people speak their piece. Um, So for those of you who don't know, Jillian Lobb is actually famous for something that happened before this documentary, which is why she was able to film it. Uh, in 2009, she goes to uh, Montgomery County in Georgia, and there's a school called Montgomery High. And in 2008, and all the time before that, even though the school was integrated and everybody went to one high school, they were still having segregated proms. So in 2009, when she goes and shoots, this is actually the first prom that they have that is integrated, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So this is that's where the story opens is with them talking about this integrated prom, and we meet Kiki Burns. Is that yep. right, Kiki? Yep. But I just want to just make a point. So when you hear like integrated proms, I don't know what comes to mind, but not this. And the reason I say not this is because I'm thinking <clears throat> they're integrating like there's the white school, there's the black school, and then you know what I'm saying like, and yeah. so they keep the prom separate, guys. These motherfuckers are going to school, having classes, are best friends, eating lunch, going to their people's houses on the weekend for parents who aren't who aren't overly racist. Like they are like basically they have lives together. And then this one or these two nights a year, they have to basically pretend like they don't know each other. And if you're a white girl and you got a black boyfriend, you can't come to the white prom. And like but it's just a whole bunch of crazy shit. Prom, yeah, we'll get into that. Like, what? Yeah, we'll get into that. We're gonna just here shortly. 
Equal <laughs> discrimination rights. That's how I feel. <laughs> and I will say, because it, 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 I always feel like I have to be the one that have that, like, you know, I went to school in a small town. I grew up in that type yeah. of environment. Even though the place I grew up was small, we didn't have segregated prom. So that is... it kind of doesn't make sense. So like, y'all are, you guys are friends. Interesting. Like, but that's you know, the part that I found very interesting because I right. would say that the place I grew up was small. I mean, it's conservative. It's Texas. And so for them to even integrate to that point and be like, no, we're going to have two separate proms in the same building, but just on two different nights. And then even the kids were like, yeah, after the prom, we all just meet up anyway. So y'all right. go to prom for two or three hours and then they're like, fuck it, let's go smoke weed together. Like, right. it's yeah. not, or go yeah. drink together or whatever they're doing black after, people after prom. <laughs> right. I'm saying it just seems nuts to be like, oh, we can't have a prom together. But you know what? It's like what the um, uh, Sheriff Burns, or was it Chief Burns, Kiki Burns' dad said, is Mount Vernon, and if you're not from here, you're not going to understand it. And I, I only bring up that line because I, for real, was sitting there the whole time, too. Like, I've never heard about this anywhere else in Georgia, even in a sense of finding out, like, there were still plantations in the South technically in, like, the 90s. In, in the main frame of things, you've never seen anything like this. And so I, for real, was like, maybe they right. Maybe it's just something that's in in that lane, in that air, in that water that's like, yeah, we wholeheartedly fuck with each other, but we're going to keep prom. It's almost, it's almost as if it's like, um, remember on The Wire where they gave them that one section in Baltimore where they could sell drugs and nobody could get in trouble? It's almost like that. Like, yo, we we racist on the undertone, but we're going to get along 365 or 364 days out the year. But this one motherfucking night, we gonna let the racism ring for two to three hours. It's like why? Not right? two you know to three saying? hours. <laughs> but I mean, and I think that's and I and that's real. I think it's one of those things where until you have lived it and seen what it looks like to try to press it the other way, yeah, it's like okay, well, it's worked all this time. Why mess with it? And I right. think that is really what the underlying theme is here, right? Like it's like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Correct. Like. They forced, obviously, Brown versus Board of Education forced integration. Like, that was something they couldn't stop. Like, that just right. kind of is what it is. You're legally required to do that. Right. So if you're legally required to do that but still want to feel like segregation is something that you press for or your way of life or feel like this is still acceptable, then, then what, this do you is do? what you do? You yeah. segregate the fucking prom. You, you yeah. segregate you the prom. What right. else do you have? Like, you can't right. segregate the town, which... They, they kind would of do. They, they kind right. of do because Kiki later in the documentary says something to the effect of, "Oh well, you know, I was putting signs out and I saw some of my dad's signs in front of the big houses, and those are the white people's houses." So right. to me, that sounds like there's a certain part of town where the white people live, yeah. and the black people live somewhere else. Right, and still, <laughs> yeah. still not, and not that we got to really focus on that part, but even that mentality. Like when I heard that. I definitely don't get me wrong. I understood why she said it, but the way that she said it was almost like proud. No black people could live there. Or I'm like, yeah, or she I'm, she I'm was proud, proud that her daddy shit that. was was yeah. where the white people were at. Right, and I was yeah. just like, I got what she meant, but I don't think she understood how she sounded because I don't think she meant it from that area of ignorance. She really mm -hmm. was like, shit, yeah, my daddy making a difference. But just yeah. to hear that, you know what I mean, like, yeah. But anyway, we'll get there. I hear it. Um. So yeah. So, yeah, so we sit with Kiki in the beginning, and she kind of is. We sit with her multiple times mm -hmm. uh, throughout this. Um, I love her. Yeah, Kiki is adorable. Uh, 
Julie Rich, we don't talk to again, but Julie is the one that points out to us that she had a black boyfriend, and when Julie went to buy tickets for the prom to the white prom, they was like, bitch, you can't bring your nigger to that. Oh, sis, right. oh, sis, not here. Right. <laughs> and, and, they, and that's so crazy. They know the nigger. Like, the nigger come to school on Monday. Like, probably buy weed from this nigger. Right. Like, right the, listen, they cheering for the kid probably plays all manner of sports. They cheering for pom poms, rays. The whole town's probably just shit. I'm telling you, like that small town mentality Friday nights, all that shit is closed and they all at the stadium yeah. looking at that nigger throw the ball, but he can't go to the prom. Listen, like, he, he was getting kicked out and somebody that seen the door open was like, Daquan, what up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we still meeting up at the, uh, <laughs> like, like, that's my man's, like, no, they, at the, they at the prom listening to fucking George Strait texting they little baby Daquan talking about, uh, so where you gonna be after this? We're going to Denny's or what's up? Like, right. they, and it's normal, like, why? And it's right. just regular, but they didn't let her buy white prom tickets. She had to buy black prom tickets, so her and her black date went to the black prom ticket. Right. And that is another thing for another show, and that is a whole other yeah. discussion about the True. acceptance of black people and our fictive kinship with an acceptance of other groups of people. We're not going to get into that. But all I'm going to tell you is some of y'all is way too trusting and y'all invite right. everybody to the cookout. I was just about to say, bitch, everybody is not supposed to be there. Real shit. Somebody and for said... Our, and for our white listeners, we are so sorry. Look, we, we love you and we much. and we fuck with you fucking with us, but we will just slide your plate out the back. Like, you don't need to bring and we like and we put it we put foil on it so it keeps the heat you feel me so like we'll mm -hmm. double wrap yours and make sure you mm -hmm. get a good portion and we'll bring it to i'll drop it off to your house on my way home, but you can't come <laughs> just yeah it's like it's like i seen them you I want two or three ramps like <laughs> i seen a motherfucker say the other day do you get invited to the motherfucking uh tea party because you play golf well motherfucker right so why they got to get invited to the cookout you know what I'm saying? right and right. then i and then I, the, uh, the funnier one though was I seen a white boy doing something and this girl was like, oh, he invited to the barbecue and my man was like, we can tell you not from where we from because we don't have barbecues, bitch. We have cookouts. <laughs> you, you, I don't even know what you're talking about. You, you can so tell that, that nigga to that barbecue over there. That, that sounds like something. Barbecue is hamburgers and hot dogs. That right. sounds like white people shit, and that sounds like where you and him was going. So that's exactly. fine. <laughs> right. Enjoy. <laughs> if you was going, it look, you know, my favorite name, Tad and Connor. So if you was going to Tad and Connor's backyard for their barbecue, that's cool, girl. Going over there, Tad, some Tad. of that chicken. Right. Right. Tad and Connor going over there. Uh, hey, white people, real talk. Hit us up, like real shit. Y'all have, have barbecues, and we have cookouts. Yeah, keep it honest. And yeah. and. And they, did they do a lot of cold side dishes where we bring a lot of hot stuff? They really do put or something. Like, they really do put Chips. rices in their motherfucking potato like salad, it, too. And it really is, like, they will have, like, it's salad, right? Like, they will, like, it's literally, like, hamburgers, hot dogs, like... And then a bunch of shit. A potato chips, up. like bratwurst, <laughs> like it's, like, yeah. some sausage, maybe. Like, when they grill on their grill, like, it is not... Like we go buy ribs and steaks and shit, and that's not really what they do. Like they'll like if it was just their family and they were like, oh, we're gonna grill steaks, they wouldn't like invite the neighborhood over for that. Right. Like, that's not. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> they just but, they but they got the the fucking uh, hood her hood birthday uh hood birthday food on the grill. <laughs> yeah, like when you have a two year old's birthday party and everybody just get hot dogs and like red yeah. buns and shit. Like right. that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that is. Um. So we digress because the prom segregation part is really right. like 
a null and void point to the rest of this shit. So really as Jillian is. puts as Jillian puts it, she tries to go back to film the prom and this I don't is know. my part, my nigga. Listen, <laughs> Jillian becomes a victim, and I and he, the white lady and and Jillian just leapt out because the one white lady carrying the shit out of her. You can't be here unless you sign in at the office. And um, and then my and then man's walked up. And though. fucking Clifford, fucking Clifford yeah. came in the fucking window. What? Said, what? 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 what, what Newspaper, you for newspaper you work for, right? Literally, like real footage of what her car looked like on the side, like <laughs> right, right. And then yeah. she was like, "I'll leave, I'll leave." Like he, like I think he grabbed her by the neck, like <laughs> I think he was like, oh, I'm her. Or grabbed her arm or something. But whatever he okay. did, he grabbed some part of her person and she immediately left the premises. So uh, basically, they didn't want her there. They like they segregated proms and it wasn't her business and it was her fault that they were that they were integrating. Yeah. Yeah, they it's like almost it. I'm telling you, man, and, and again, it's like one of those things too where it was like when you know you're doing something wrong, but it ain't that wrong because y'all the only ones that's doing it and don't nobody else know. And I was like, Oh, bitch, you telling the world? Like, yeah, this is not okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and and very honestly, I think that's what it is, right? They've been able to get away with this well into the 2000s. And when this story first broke, because I remember this, like he was like Chris was saying about the integration part, I legitimately thought these people went to two separate schools and they were like, oh, we're just going to have a one. We all live in this small community and we all know each other and go to church together. And it's stupid for us to not have prom together. Why not have one big prom and celebrate whatever? Right. That's what I, I thought. Didn't, I didn't know these motherfuckers went to the same school. That's wild time. Like Monday through Friday on the same sports teams, doing the same, like on this in the same clubs, like like driving to school to get like like I don't understand. Like and that and I think that is really the wild part of all of this. And we'll get further into the dynamics of that, but it's just crazy to think about the fact that like let's say it's your senior year and you're participating in stuff and you have pictures in your scrapbooking because this is like 2009 and that was like the rage, right? This is before we all we everybody just had a digital camera on their wrist, right? Yeah. Like everybody just had yeah. a fucking digital camera. Like we got so you think about it, people printed out pictures. You're going back through all these pictures. You have pictures of you and all these fucking white people and y'all all in the hallways and all in geometry and all that football practice and all that cheerleading practice and in every club and sports event and whatever event y'all have and y'all doing crazy pajama week or whatever the fuck. And then it's time for prom and every picture is you and some niggas. And every picture is them and some white people. Like, mm. Which, you, it's just one night of like uh, we don't know them like that is wild right. and then they briefly mentioned it at the end but they were like yeah and the Mexicans can go to whatever that problem they want to go why did that blow my mind though right. like, is, how, is that fair is that fair or was there not about... enough Mexicans to do their own prom no, nah, because exactly. there are a lot of Mexicans that do their white pants and shit because it's the South. And yeah. we don't. It, so I will say this, and this facts. is not me being racist. This is not me being prejudiced. But when you, you live up real. north in the Midwest and upper places like that, y'all get like Puerto Ricans and shit. Like Florida gets like Cubans and like Haitians. Texas, Georgia, we get Mexicans. Nah, like, and right. there's Michigan with the we. That's the weird part because you're right. 
But I do got to yeah, say, yeah, you are. For some you are reason, very in, on point. For some reason in Detroit, Southwest is literally Mexican town. Ain't no Puerto Ricans. Ain't no nothing. And it, it's the weirdest thing because I'm like, why the fuck are y'all all the way up here? But you're right. You but I'm. When you live in the South, you do not see a lot of diversity right. in the Latino or Latinx community, however they like to prefer referred to. I'm so sorry if that is not the right word. I'm trying to mm. use the right one. But we get a lot of Mexicans in the South. And so right. what you see a lot of is these people, I wouldn't say self-hating, but they are better able to assimilate. And yeah. so you see a lot of them who have conservative values, yep. who are certainly Republican in that sense and so for them white is white and that's what they try to ascribe to every time i've been to houston i'm just like like everywhere i've ever been black and brown hang together the first time i went to houston i was like what the fuck am i looking at it's different oh my god you you have some but they it it varies much so this idea of assimilating to white white culture like even my co-worker which i won't say her name but she works in hr her last name is Valencia. That lady is Mexican Mexican. And she'll tell you, like, when she's holidays, her family, she'll say, my Mexican family. Oh, wow. All of her family is Mexican, but she likes country music and dates white men. Like, she just is not. Wow. It's crazy. All right, girl. But, uh, yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, the Mexicans got the girl <laughs> they wanted. And. <laughs> but... Go fast forward and get off these people from. It's not really important. Right. Yeah, because so, that I, again, it appears when I first when I was telling Josh what the what the fucking documentary was because he likes to find out what we're watching, and I'm like, oh, I think it's about like it's like in like the first integrated like prom and like this place that was like hella segregated for long. It was not about that. Wow. <laughs> Yo, this is like so this is where she, this that was so this is where switch. we uncapped. Yeah, this is where we uncapped the first Russian nesting doll. And inside is a bear or something wearing a handkerchief. Uh, <laughs> so they were looking at the bear with the handkerchief, and the bear with the handkerchief is a nine one one call. So that that's new, um, right? So we open with a nine one one call, and um, the operator. So basically, the guy is his name is Norman Neesmith, correct? And basically, he calls nine one one and says, "I need a." I need so help first, out here. First of all, there is no urgency in his voice. There is no franticness in his voice. You would not know that a person is bleeding out in his yard by the way that this is is being discussed. But But this man is from the South where shooting motherfuckers is normal, even if it wasn't a black person. Yeah, but the way he describes it is no way. Uh, I need some help out here. Yeah, so he, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need to maybe we need to tweet the audio or something. Cause listen, this man gets on the phone and it's like, uh, I had an incident out here. Uh, I need the police. And right. the operator is like, Mr. Neesmith? All right. Like, that bitch knew who he was. And I was like, right. yeah, it's, I was right. like, it's ice. Five motherfuckers living in here. Like, yeah. Right. You know who who is calling the 911? Nigga, my boy yeah. is Mr. No, and she didn't even say Mr. Neesmith. She said Mr. Norman. She called him Mr. Neesmith the first time, time. and then she's oh, like Mr. Mr. Norman. That's how you know, like yeah, like and that's when I was like, oh, you know this nigga in the this, community, right? Oh, this deep south. Oh, they yeah. deep south. She Mr. Mm-hmm. Norman, that man. So I know they anybody over twenty five is just me and just her, and it was. Mr. Norman, and so he was like, "Yeah, we had a, a little." He was like, "Basically, we had a little dust up out here. I just scratched up. I don't need an ambulance or nothing." Uh, like, but, we can't, uh, like we give a fuck about that. Like, right. <laughs> so 
So I made so uh, here's the thing. Like the 911 call does not really tell you what exactly happened. Right. It just all he says is that he needs the police out there and that he shot a person. So she's like asking him and she was like, "You shot him with what? What happened?" And like he's mm-hmm. just kind of not I mean, if you call nine one one and say that you shot someone, then normally you call nine one one and say, "Okay, I need the police and the ambulance. This is what happened." Right. He just was just answering her questions and then not really elaborating in the way that you think a person would if they shot somebody and called nine one one. You know what it sounded like in his voice? It sounded like that that you know that moment when you really realize that you regret what you just did, but you it's too late and you didn't really fucked up. I think for a small second, that's where he was at. Because I will a- give you that because for a nice little small section of this, as we were learning the story, I did feel some type of, I'm not going to say sympathy because I would be pushing it, no, but yeah. I felt some type of, I felt so, so, some type of tinge in my heart. And I'm sure that we'll talk about why. Empathetic to his plight, maybe. Mm, no, no I'm not even... <laughs> right. Is plight the right word? <laughs> yeah, okay. Empathetic to his feelings. Empathy, empathy for the fact that he shot somebody and maybe regretted it. Because I don't I'm know. Right. That I'm, he... I'm, I'm only talking about like that. That two to three minute window after you've done something. I don't think after the like. I'm just talking about this part. We're talking about that sound in his voice. I don't think it was nonchalantness. I think it was, fuck. I'm really admitting to the fact that I think I just murdered somebody. Now he didn't say fact, he murdered somebody. He said he no, shot he, him and he ran in the woods. Well, he said I'm she said he said he I it. shot him. The operator says shot who? He responds just a black boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't. From the number one call, it just really sounds like it sounds like somebody tried to rob him and he sh- or somebody was on his property and he shot at them from the door or some shit. Like that's, it really did yeah, not yeah, like like, like the people broke like into his happened. home. Like these like these boys broke into his home. Right. Um right. so which so in essence is how he this. tried to make it sound a little bit. Which is okay. the yeah, yeah. yeah, because when when she asked what he had on, he was like, you know, baggy britches the way they do. But even in the it essence, was a part. so so let's let's just get into it. So do we want to start with kind of okay? So Justin Patterson is the person that gets shot. So let's just spoiler alert: he's dead. Like let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. I don't want you to sit here and think that that he's not. He's definitely dead. Right now, um, so okay, Norman Neesmith is the person that shot him, and. Huh. We hear this story from a couple of different angles. So we have Justin's mom and dad who sit with us. They are divorced. And so they are not together in this film, but they sit with sit for separate interviews. So we hear the mom's telling of the story that she gets from Siobhan, his younger brother. We get the dad's telling of the story, who I, I'm assuming also heard from Siobhan. And then we get Norman's telling of the story from his point of view. Am I wrong that I wanted to talk about her wig? Carry on. Who's about his mama? Yeah, it was a little. We, well, listen, that lady. I mean, she stressed. That lady, man, that lady, son got shot. Her could be a little. She stressed. Crazy. I think, I think, I think she gets that pass, bro. <laughs> I, I just like not to be funny. Like, listen, I, I, I know, noticed, I know. but I feel like right. we gotta let and her I'm, have it. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, I, 
I feel what you're saying. I'm just uh, okay. Okay, whatever. <laughs> if you know, if you know you're gonna be on TV in front of the there you go. Come on, there you what? go. Comb your hair. That's I get it. Saying. I get it. Comb I, your I, hair. Because because when, when they went to court, <laughs> when they went to court, her motherfucking hair was done decently enough then. But the few times where they had them close-ups, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> your wig just ain't wigging enough. Like I need you to. <laughs> I was, it was almost like it's almost like I felt for a small second, and I'm so fucked up for saying this. <laughs> you are. I just want to be clear. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Glad you know. For a very small part, every time they would show him and her. And they would be separate, like he'd be sitting on his porch talking about it, and she'd be in whatever room she was in. I would imagine him being like, "That's what the fuck I left you, Didi." <laughs> look at this. Look at you. This is got Like, I mean, you know. But anyhow, carry on. Nigga. Oh my god. Uh, where do we even go from there? Like, <laughs> I mean, yes, BJ. <laughs> I just, I just, yeah. I'm just gonna say this now because I don't okay. want to have to make it. I don't want to have to make it a part of my will. But okay. if something happens to someone in my family and they have to record me for a documentary, like, don't talk shit if my wig is crooked. Like, please, I'm fucking look. I'm fucking stressed. Okay, like, and I won't. I don't know what I need to put that in so that you know, like, but, but you're, no, I'm just gonna wear a hat. So, but like, I'm from, being, from telling, like, you, you're not gonna, you can't. Like, I if somebody dies, like still, I don't want like, you. They still just kind of be like, damn, BJ, like, <laughs> damn, damn, that bitch mama died and her wig part was way over here by her ear. Right. Like, I don't, you don't get to do that. Like, <laughs> like damn, so Chris, damn, Chris, like, your mom just died and then, like, now your hair is just, like, so dry. Like, I understand. But her son didn't just I understand. Die. Like, I understand. You couldn't touch up your roots while you twist out them like that. Like, you don't have to. Don't but do he, it. He didn't just die, though. He... <laughs> it was like a year. What, a year? It was, oh my God. It, it was a year. It was like three. No, it was not. Because we, 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 she recorded the fucking the first, trial. Right. But the first time they was allowed to, oh no. So, okay. I keep thinking about the first time she was allowed to. Uh, that's why I was saying the, the way she put this together was weird because it made the timeline weird. This should yeah. happen like over the course of like a year and a half. Okay. Uh, ba basically, a year and a half. Uh, like it Tell happened. Me, we I'm watched him go to trial or not go to trial. Well, we'll talk about that. But yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about Dee Dee Patterson. I'm not talking about Dee Dee Patterson as a mother. But I am, but I am talking about that. But you're wig, talking about wig, her as a wig wearer. Who is that? I am not. I'm not against Dee Dee, and I'm not against this documentary. But I am against that wig, 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 wig. It's that wig. Oh shit! Oh my god! That wig was sabotaging the whole Duh. film. Um, because <laughs> I really didn't want to like. I'm really not trying to talk about her. I just okay, well, I feel like that was the only note she wrote, nigga. No. <laughs> I feel so bad for Lenny. <laughs> well, I was. Well. Oh, shit. 
I was going to hell on full scholarship anyway, so now that just means I get to be in the athletic dorm. Um, <laughs> where they had a good, I get to eat at the athletic dining hall with a food good. Um, there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, so Danielle, so okay, I get. Do we want to? Do we want to introduce Danielle and how she gets to Norman's house, or do we want to start with what actually happened? So here's my thing: is that I kind. This is I, I feel it's important to maybe introduce her now solely not solely because this is the part that kind of made me maybe feel like Norman Neesmith wasn't a raging racist. I don't think he was a racist. I think he I mean we'll get into it. Part of, we'll into it. part of the documentary, this is kind of where she introduced anyway. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the part that kind of made that threw me, you know what I mean, until we yeah. got deeper into it. Okay, yeah. so Justin Patterson, who gets killed, is black. Norman Neesmith is a 60-something-year-old white man, 65, 67, maybe. Right. Uh, Dan- Danielle is Norman's adopted, quote-unquote, daughter. Right. Norman has been, Norman, I guess, his, I would assume, wife or not, well, I don't know. But Norman has adopted Danielle. Danielle is mixed race, but Danielle looks black from, for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. and they refer to her as black. Um, Norm, that was Norman's niece. His his niece had a baby with a black guy and dropped the baby off at Norman's house with a, with a dirty t shirt, right? And a diaper, and, and then diaper. yeah, yeah. And I get so I'm and pro- and promised she was gonna come back and she never came back. Basically, right. so he says the last time he saw the niece was in 1996. So if that's any indication of the fact that she didn't come back, there you go. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> She said she was going to get herself together. I'm assuming that means she was on some type of drugs or something. So she dropped the baby off and apparently she is either still doing drugs or dead or she stopped doing drugs and just don't fuck with them and was like, I don't fuck with that baby. She bad vibes. I don't know. <laughs> now. I mean, well. And, <laughs> so, and I know. Niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all fucking and, around. That might have been a reason that baby got left. <laughs> Listen, and that that day on Twitter was hilarious. That man really said that men were deadbeat fathers because nobody asked if the babies were bad vibes. And that was like hilarity. But honestly, it applies here. Like dead ass, maybe. And it turns out she's kind, kind of, of a bad, bad vibe. Maybe mom sensed it through like her mess. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's how you just sense this and you can like sense yeah. a bad vibe like through the mess. I don't, I don't like know. that aura that baby got. Like, yeah, like right. sometimes she got that real Damien the the omen shit going on, and I don't like I don't it. Like so it. I'm not, I don't like it. I'm not even gonna. I'm, I'm not even that. gonna. I'm not gonna change her. Not gonna bring any toys because she don't even fuck with that. She don't have toy vibes, and I'm just gonna. <laughs> she hasn't seen the type like the type. All right. <laughs> I will got none of that over here, so I'm gonna just leave her here, and y'all got it. And um, when I get myself together, I'll come back. And then she just like ran into the night and it was like a Danielle's mom shaped hole in the door. Like, boosh. Right. <laughs> like a Looney Tune. <laughs> yeah, like, whoop, out the door. Like, that was it. Like, never to be seen again. Never. Um, so um, we say this because Norman's white and, and, he, and he takes this black girl in and he says that basically he loses friends and acquaintances and people stop fucking with him because he got a little nigger baby at his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I thought was wild because she can't be like they're like 20 something years old so like if this happens in like 2011 this child gets shot like that means he was raising this kid in like the late 80s like <laughs> early 90s so that's that's yeah. a super indication of what that place looked like in the late 80s early 90s because it was basically like the 60s <laughs> 
like the 50s girl because they were mad because he adopted a black baby like that's the part that's concerning and he said he said and people would be like there go that man and that black baby like <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy part of that is is now they go around collecting black babies like they're pokemon cards white people oh love my black babies like I know. I just saw Madonna's. All, all who's got who got mad black babies? Is it Madonna or Angelina? Who got more black babies? They probably Madonna. Have, they got, they're having a race. Madonna, because Angelina doesn't have but the one black baby. <laughs> she just got, oh, so then yeah, Madonna. I she saw got a the two, her. She got the two Asian babies, and She's then she got the one Joseph black King. baby, yeah. and then she got the, a bunch of regular ass babies that she had. She pulled like, the Josephine Baker out on niggas. Like, yeah. like what's the like? Is it like it's a small world vibes? Like, what is it like? It's a lot. Like, I don't know what they have going on over there, but she got a lot going on. Yeah, um, I saw her little black babies. It's, it's a bunch. Um, <laughs> and then Sandra Bullock and her little black baby, and then Charlize Theron and her little everybody's favorite African Sandra lady Bullock, her black though, babies. Like, you know oh, what? yeah, Charlize is the one that, okay. I don't, I just, um, who'd you say before that? Sandra Bullock. Listen. Sandra I'm, Bullock doesn't, doesn't strike me as a nigga raiser. That's what I was about to say. I, <laughs> I love Sandra Bullock, and I think she's amazing. But the first time I seen, like, you know, some people you just be like, it's the world we live in. And so some actors, like my favorite movie of all time is Braveheart. I hate it because Mel Gibson got caught being racist as fuck, right? But some people you just see. So the first time I ever saw Sandra Bullock, up until the time she adopted this black baby, I was like, oh my god, she's amazing. And then she adopted this black baby, and I was like, this bitch is racist. Like, like it's. it's it just if it, it just felt like it, right? Like yeah. I don't like. Well, remember she, she was married. She was married to the biker guy, and that's the whole controversy because she adopted the black baby. And he came out as like a Nazi or some shit. Like that was she it was, was a, like she it was like a wild was. time. That's why she's divorced. Like it was it's a almost, wild shit. Nigga, that's but that's almost like let me. Oh, I never really me, knew why they got divorced. Let me get this get she, out of jail she, free card because like, she went and picked up a black baby, and, that, and he was but, like. No, nah, not up in here. Yeah, he was like bad, bad black baby vibes. I don't like it. I don't like it. What if that was her way? What if like she was for real on some racist shit and then like the internet was getting hot and she was like, let me get me right. Let me go and get one of these black babies. So this, <laughs> so, so the, like her, ha her, her having a black baby is like me watching Dee Dee's wig. It just ain't. <laughs> it just don't sit well. Don't sit, it don't sit right. It don't, it don't sit right. It's crooked. It's crooked. <laughs> Every time I see her with that black baby, I see her and crash again when she mad that a Mexican dude fixed her locks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot that was her. Oh, yeah. so racist. Yes. You're going to get somebody when, else out here and have those locks changed again. Bitch, shut up. Whatever. Or when the white lady uh, showed up to tutor her kids, tutor the guy in uh, the blind side, and she was like, "Well, I'm a Democrat," and she's like, "Well, I won't hold that against you." Like, yeah. right. <laughs> like yeah. we know what you, girl. Right. She 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 played that rich Christian conservative white lady a little too well. All right. Yeah. All right. So anyway, he got a black baby, and he says that you know, no matter what, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care about her color. Like, that's my kid. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's my nigga. nigga. That's my um. nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't say that, but my nigga. My nigga. Right. <laughs> he didn't say it, but that's kind of. But that's what he said. That's what the fuck he Um. So January 29th of 2011 is when everything goes down. So mm -hmm. I just want to point out that is actually six days after Justin's 22nd birthday. Yeah. So yeah. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. I um. So Justin and his younger brother Siobhan, who I. Couldn't quite gauge the age on, but but he's fine. 
listen, I don't even like light skinned men, but I was like, hey, look at you. All right, Siobhan. I like literally rose like, okay, Siobhan. <laughs> but then also kind of dumb because he went to meet a, like a 14 year old, but we don't get to that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Stupid. Like, Cute. God, stupid. I like, oh, I hate that that was, that that was a thing because I feel like that, I will wait. But okay. but but and we we'll get to that part. But what fucked me up about that whole situation, what really messed me up about that whole situation was when they said. So in the in the in the in the courtroom, there was no wait, don't wait, wait. What'd you say? That one of them was having sex in the age range to where it was okay, and one wasn't, and both of those girls was under sixteen. That's all I'm saying. Well, no, because Danielle was nineteen. Yeah, Danielle wasn't at that time. Yes. Yeah. She was 19 years old. Yeah, she wasn't underage. That's well, not what. Well, that's, but, well, one of them was that. I don't know. Okay. We'll go right. Maybe right, I had it back. Right. We'll get there. Right. So Justin and Siobhan, his little brother, meet Danielle and a friend. So Danielle talks about how they met later in the documentary, but I'll just kind of briefly get so there. So much later. So, so much later. Danielle, Danielle and Justin know each other. This is a small town. They all know each other. They went to high school together, obviously. Right. They right. lose communication and they do what everybody else fucking does. They fucking reconnect on Facebook. Right. Um, because Facebook is apparently where people date now. IDK. Apparently. Um, they reconnect on Facebook. They're chatting, talking, blagey, blagey, blagey. She just got stars in her eyes for this nigga. And Danielle is like, you should come by the house. And he's like, cool. So Danielle is like 18 or 19 when this is going on. Danielle has a friend in her house that is 14 or 15, which again is very strange. I don't know what that was the fuck about, but whatever. Um, so Justin and Siobhan are invited to to be with the girls. Um, so they're at the house. They smoke weed or whatever, drink whatever they are doing. They split up and go into separate rooms and are having sex or kicking it or whatever you want to say happened in the rooms. I don't know. Um, so Norman wakes up. Norman sleeps with the 22 on his nightstand. Right. Norman wakes up and goes in there and starts waving the 22 and was like, uh, what the fuck is going on? Who are these niggas in my house? Right. Uh, y'all gonna come on out. What is going on here? Y'all gonna sit on the couch. I'm gonna call the police and y'all gonna tell the police that y'all gonna tell me what's going on. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, he kind of routed up as if. The way, even the way he presented it, we're trying to downplay it. It's still, you can still tell that. Again, and this is again not condoning anything he did. I do feel like he probably went in that room like, "Oh, I hear these girls fucking. Let me go see what the fuck going on." But then when he seen that they were black kids, it almost like his the 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 authority the authoritative figure in him went from being a dad to being a white guy who saw two black boys. You know what I mean? And so because. And and all I don't give a fuck what nobody say with everything that we heard described. I don't believe Norman in any way, shape, form, or fashion. You're not gonna make me believe that you you told these boys to come out here, sit down on the couch, and then and then your story don't even make sense because how how are you showing and what we saw from how the house is set up? You say that you told the boys to sit down on the couch, and when they went over there to sit on that side, they then bum rushed you and then tried to run the fuck out the door. Why would I do that when the door is right the fuck here by the couch? You know what I mean? Like we'll get there. Um, 
So the, he finishes telling the story. And so, again, interspliced with this is the mom and the dad, Justin and Siobhan's mom and dad, telling us basically that Siobhan says, you know, this person came in, was aiming a gun at them, basically holding them hostage. They saw an opportunity to run. They bolt for the door. Right. So Norman says he has him at gunpoint, calls the police, and then calls the girl, the little girl's grandma to come pick her up because she's having sex and she's like 14. Right. Um, and then I mean they tried to know why the hell a 14 year old's kicking it with a 19 year old. That was I like, didn't want that's so literally was, the space between me and my sister, and I was not kicking it with her at 14. I know her. I mean, well, when, you met, when you met Danielle, could you not tell that she probably was hanging with people a little bit younger than her? Okay. I get that. I can see it, but that just seems... That's weird. Like, she wasn't in none of the prom pictures. She also wasn't in most of the fucking documentary. So you can't <laughs> go off that. I was to say, she, was a, she wasn't present for most of this, so... I I'm like, wow. no, no, And then nobody talks about her either. There's no, because no, she she's clearly a foul bitch that don't nobody want to fucking really dig too deep into. Like, for sure, is she slow, maybe? And foul, like however you want to put it. I'd like, I, I mean, like, listen, like, because listen, why, I, why? I always feel like I'm gonna like so like find one niche of people to like like fucking upset, you know, but like, aren't all black kids that aren't raised with black people aren't they all a little? See, yeah, and bit. I didn't want to say that, but in my notes, I'm just like, she acts like your typical biracial person raised by white people. Like, like we'll I know say, we'll, we'll say quirky. Side. We'll say quirky. I run it off to the side, but she definitely has that. Quirky. But she I, definitely uh, has that. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> if, um, <laughs> well, if Lakeith uh, Stansfield character in Get Out had more speaking lines and was a woman, I, I mean, know. just the stuttering and the and you know and the and, and, and like, like she gave she gave me she gave me like drug vibes like shit like listen I had it in my notes and I was like is she on drugs but then I scratched that when she started crying is it like, drugs Elton. I put is, is it, it drugs it question mark question mark and then I scratched it out because I felt bad because she started crying because who, like, talks oh, that, who talks that fast you know who talks that and then she's like shaking and like shaking yes. her leg and then she's like gritting her teeth and I was like oh meth mouth too much, Jesus too much cocaine it's, it's a lot of things happening it's a lot of things happening she was sweating right the jaw was ticking and shit she was motherfucking all over ma'am if you listen to this we are so sorry we said you had coke jaw but i promise it looks like you have coke prove me wrong danielle prove me you don't like (laughs) that's all i can say girl prove us wrong because it's definitely like you had coke mouth um At any rate, they don't stay in this in the white man's house while he's wielding the gun. Uh, so they try to make a break for it. Justin apparently pushes the old white man over because he is pointing the gun at Siobhan. So in order to save his baby brother, he kind of pushes the guy over. And so then the guy starts firing shots from the ground. Now, in Norman's telling of this, he says that after they pushed him over, Justin starts towards him and then he starts shooting. So he fires two shots from inside of his house. They're having trouble getting the door unbolted or whatever. Uh, So then they finally get the door unbolted and run out into the yard. And then he shoots an additional two shots from his porch. Right. Um, 
one of these shots hits Justin in his side. They are running towards the woods or wherever their car is parked. He basically tells Siobhan, just go on. I don't think I'm going to make it. And he bleeds out in this man's yard. All right. Let, let, thank you. Uh, let's say they were and they did break into your house. Let's just say they did, right? They clearly don't have anything. What are those two shots outside of the house for when they're already off of your prop? Like they're gone. Right. What are well, those shots for? So, like, like I, I, because if you want me to believe the narrative that he's trying to give of the reason why he brought it, it wasn't to kill nobody, but like maybe to scare them or whatever. What are the part? What's the purpose of those last two shots? Real shit, because those last two shots for anybody—that's anger. That's because yeah, because if a motherfucker's I off shot. your property and you just trying to be done with it, you're right. You're not gonna shoot. If you shoot That's into the I'm dark, yeah. you call like you made me shoot into my house to get you out of my house. Like you're out of my house. There's right. no reason I'm getting there's no reason, like whether I'm scared of everything or scared of nothing, for me to step outside of my threshold at that point when the danger is already outside. Really? And if the danger is running away, you lock the doors I and won. you call the police. I won. Click, click, and now I'm getting in Danielle's ass for having niggas in my house when I clearly don't like niggas in my house. Like, right. Which, yeah. wild but times, Danielle, which, which Danielle is noticeably absent from both of these stories, which is wild times, but oh, we'll, we'll get there. Wild so, it's like I was telling Chris before we started recording at the top of every page of my goddamn notes. Where the fuck is Danielle? <laughs> this bitch ain't said nothing. She ain't said, hey, dad, can you quit firing at my nigger friends? Like, I really right, like that's this. That's what friend. I'm saying. Like, she ain't said shit. I, like, it, if we go, if if we, my nigga, if we go with Norman's chain of events, right, they were in one room smoking and then they separated because he knows so much and he was asleep. But anyway, so right. that's what happened. And then he corralled everyone up. The moment that my white daddy is coming into the house, is coming into the room that I'm maybe busting it open in, and he got a gun. I'm definitely explaining as much as I can to get Very this quickly white so man he the gun to put down. this gun down around all these black people, right. like yeah. because if I love my white daddy, I don't definitely don't want you to get in trouble for shooting a black kid on my watch. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so, I'm definitely I don't care what how what compromising position she was in. She could have been like, dad, dad, I totally told them to come over here. Please put your fucking gun down. It could have right. been something that simple. And then, sure, you want to take everybody to the couch? Put that fucking gun down, G. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> It contradicts what he said in the beginning, right? Because he's exactly. sitting there on the porch and they're talking to him in the interview when he's in the red shirt. And he explicitly said, times are changing and you can no longer sit down with people and have a conversation. There was a point in time where you where could just talk to people. So why is it that you couldn't just talk to two teenagers in your house? Right. Which Jillian also brings up after they left. Jillian also brings up, she was like, they were kids doing what kids do. And I don't think that gets talked about enough in this documentary, because if you have lived in a small town and there is nothing else for you to do, I don't care if you are the best kid of all. I didn't do shit. My mom was strict as fuck. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't date till I was 16. My boyfriend, when I was like a junior in high school, I wasn't 16. I was 15 my junior year. He wanted to go to prom. I couldn't go to prom with him because she was serious about that 16 and that date shit. Like it's so 
And I still managed to find ways to sneak out my house. I we went to fucking cruise around on the one drag and go to Taco Bell. It's not like we went to go like sell drugs or something. But the <laughs> point is, is that even me, who wasn't doing anything, still managed to get in and out of my house at 2 a.m. if I really fucking wanted to. So if I wanted to sneak somebody, my mom sleeps like the goddamn dead. If I wanted to sneak a nigga in there, I absolutely could have fuck have done it. And I knew people that were. So it's not like, and I'm sure there are, if we ask other people, they all have a story about where they were somewhere they weren't supposed to be smoking or fucking or drinking or whatever. Because you're doing Taco Bell, like (laughs) whatever the fuck it is. But I I absolutely, they are not the first, nor will they be the last motherfuckers to sneak in a bitch house to get some pussy at 18 or 19 years old. And that's the part that also gets left out of this. She was a grown fucking woman. Yeah. The only person in there whose mama or daddy should have been holding up a goddamn pistol is the 14-year-old. When grandma got there, she'd have had a 22. I would have felt her on that. All right. Why are you fucking a 14-year-old? Like, Siobhan, Siobhan, baby, that's why I said you're cute, but you're dumb, sweetie, because if it had yeah. been my 14-year-old, I'd have been at your ass with a 22. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I just, I don't think that the documentary did a really good job of identifying how old they were. No. Right, because see, that's what's throwing me off too. Because he died when he was, he died. Yeah, well, he died 22. when he was twenty-two. So, and they, but but Siobhan is four years younger than. Well, that's still only. It still is eighteen years. So he was okay. eighteen. The girl was fourteen or fifteen, and Danielle was like nineteen. So Danielle two, grown, was like two grown consenting adults were having sex, and her dad got mad and shot the person that was having consenting adult sex. Consenting adult sex. All right. Not the motherfucker having the underage sex, but. Right. Who knows? Because the the story they tell is Siobhan was the one the gun was pointed at until he pushed him. So IDK. I don't know. I don't know. But the point is, is that he got shot. He bled out in the driveway. They tell a bunch of different stories. Um, but to be honest, I would have liked, I mean, it's not 2009 no more. The girl wasn't 14. I would have appreciated her to say something. Yeah, but I think at the time that it happened, she was a minor, so her name is probably not on there. Oh, probably just how long forever. And then I also don't think that they brought any charges against him for that. So oh true, 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 true. So probably won't. So she might she might not have been even identified to anybody too. All right. <laughs> That's true. Um That's true. so Betty, his grandmother, because this is where we kind of get out of the part where everything happens with this three-way telling. Mm-hmm. Justice's grandma makes a valid point. She says the roles were reversed and a black man shot some white teenager. Yeah. He wouldn't even be allowed to go to, to trial. All right. Quickly. Dead. Over. Yeah, it would have been a man. All the jail. All the jail. Right. Yeah. Or or or, or or lynched, or they'd have drug him out the back of his house and lynched him on one of the trees out there, and that would have been murder. the end of it. All the murder. Um. So this is where we meet Kiki's dad, Calvin Burns, who was running for sheriff. He would be the first black sheriff in Montgomery County. They live in some town. Was it Mount Vernon, Georgia? Mount, yes. Mount Vernon, okay. Georgia. Yeah. Okay, so we meet the dad who's running for sheriff, and he's a local boy. He grew up there, went into law enforcement, is the chief of police or something right now, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and is doing, he's doing whatever niggas that go into law enforcement do. Whatever you're doing, you the opsy doing it. I don't know. Um, I mean, for then to um, be the opsy in Mount Vernon, like... Right. <laughs> Pit rolls up around like that. That nigga's the opsy. I don't give a fuck. I Wait, mean, y'all. I, mean, I don't no. care. I don't, care how much, I, mean, I don't care how much make a difference. I don't treat anybody the same. You don't get your Uncle Tom Coon ass the fuck out of here. You still live around these racist ass white people. 
You I just living here because... doing that business shit. Get the fuck so, out of I mean, here, bro. You could have basically thought that there had been all the sheriffs. You could have been right. 75 sheriffs by now, bitch. No. And, and basically... And basically told y'all, don't ask me no motherfucking questions about that shit because I ain't talking about it because I because I'm comfortable here. Like, right. remember, yeah, that's what she told her. Like, they don't they don't want you here because you bringing out the racism and it's gonna mess up his votes. Mm-hmm. I mean, later on when well, okay, so spoiler alert, he don't win. Um, but back like when he like he actually goes back and basically says like I feel like like didn't he basically blame her? And what without without saying those exact words, he blamed, yeah, he like, blamed her for yeah, he did. But, and I'm sorry, her as a, as in the documentary, as but. in uh, yeah, well, Jillian, Jillian, Jillian Glob, yeah. Um. So after meeting Calvin, we also meet uh after I which I didn't write this lady's name down. God bless her. The the daughter's name is Malia Maya Maya Maya. It's Maya, I think. But the way it was spelled was some other shit. It was a lot of A's and H's, and I was confused. Um, so we we meet Justin's daughter and his his child's mother. I, I, I I'm sorry, I do not know that girl's name. I really don't. Right. Um, let me see. I can, I can probably find it, but it's all good. Yeah, because we I mean we don't sit with them very long, but she just talks about how he was a good dad and how she really misses him and how she tries to you know make him as present as a dead person can be to a toddler because she doesn't know. And so you know she said that she would ask all the time where he was, and gradually she stopped asking, and she really doesn't have an explanation that she can give her in a way that is not emotionally over emotional, I guess would be the way she, she can't, she's not in a space to talk about it in a way that you need to talk about something like that to talk to her. And let me point out too, just by the way that they painted this this kid in this picture, not only did this man kill a black kid, he, and, and I guess popularity shouldn't matter in the sense of death, but just small town kid got basketball or, you know, uh, ball dreams. He going to college. You killed one of the most popular kids in in the whole little area. You know yeah. what I mean? This wasn't just some regular ass kid. This, and again, not equating that with with who should die and who shouldn't. But it's just, I mean, we meet Kiki who loves Justin. We meet his kid's mom who loves him. Once we meet Danielle, she's in love with him. You know what I mean? Like this kid was, and and even the the uh, his homeboy even said like he was just the most popular dude around. So. I just wanted to throw that out in 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 essence yeah. of what what we looked at with this whole thing. Not only were these people upset that you killed they they people, but on on the sense of the town, on the sense of black versus white, you you kind of killed one of the as far as the children was concerned, one of the most important people in the town. I, I would assume so. And um, I think that fuck, what was I about to say? Oh, okay. So how fucking um. We were talking about how much people liked him and shit, and how like uh, Danielle was like talking so highly of him. That also made me go back and think like, this nigga never seen him before. Well, the timeline is a little weird there, but um, but I think it again. I think it's that he didn't recognize like even if he don't know his name. You know what I'm saying? I've seen like, you before somewhere. Seen you before, maybe or maybe not. Yeah. Maybe. I, I, but I think, again, it's one of those things where even though they know these kids and you could say these kids are a good kid, she goes on a tirade about later that it's super racist, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when you live somewhere like that and it, it's a very type of small town mentality, even though you know these children, I mean, even as black people, even if you don't live somewhere small, how many times a white person said, oh, you're so well-spoken or you sound or whatever, or, oh, they're good kids. It, does, it doesn't seem to matter 
what you are to them. You're still a black person and it's just you're different from the other. Right. You're different from the other black people. Like that's all it amounts to in their minds. And whether or not you define that as racism or if you define that as ignorance or whatever, I don't know what box you put all white people in. Some of it is learned behavior from some from racists. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I certainly think that they all do that to an extent, right? That has to be something that is unlearned in them. Yeah. So I don't think he was a racist per se, but I certainly feel like when you live in a town like that, it's like, oh, Justin, yeah, he played football and he was a nice kid. He's a nice black kid, but he's still a black right. kid. Right. If you see one in your house at 3 a.m., you shoot. No matter how nice he is, which Norman goes on to say later, but... um. We meet Norman's lawyers. Um, Miss Mama says that her uncle or the daddy was a part of the fucking Dixie Mafia. And I was like, sweetie, I don't know what that is, but it sounds hella redneck and I don't want to be involved. It, it sounds like it sounds like y'all were the KKK offshoot. Like all I'm thinking in my mind is like, that's exactly what I, the fuck it is. Like pre KKK. All I was imagining it's the Dixie Mafia was like, it's like, imagine, you know, it's when, like when KKK this, after it became like, uncouth. Like if, you know when they tell like black, became, black hood stories, like, like how they got the black mafia. That's what it is. Like it's a it's rednecks that fucking the niggas the, that was yeah. running hooch, the niggas that was selling guns. Like, but the redneck version. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All I got from that was like Italians, but like no hood, like hooded Hope. Italians. That's like yeah. I like KKK hoods on like Italian people. It was very weird. <laughs> it was a weird, it was a very weird visual. But and but she showed the picture and was so so happy about it, like. Because yeah. it, like which we we sit with those with the white people that was kissing her baby, talking about she had him in camouflage or whatever. We start them young with the guns. Right. People talk for two seconds with her. Like, yeah, what, is yeah. your, what is your baby? Like the, the heritage not camouflage for. Yeah, the hair the heritage not hate crowd yeah. that was there for like a five seconds. Like, yeah. To, to them, that's that's to them legitimately what it is. It, they also real shit. They, and that's but they also you know still like to argue that the civil war was about states' rights, so you can't really go off nothing they got that too. That's um, that, yeah, that's, so they, that's the only just that's the only justification they can find as to why they think it's okay to still wear that shit. And they they're living in an alternative, they're really living in an alternative like universe with that, but whatever. Um right. So Miss Miss Mama's in her trailer park and her granny or whatever they out there doing on their land can just keep doing it. God bless them. And I hope that everybody in her little hills eyes, hills have eyes, family continue to wear their <laughs> They can all wear their coats together. God bless them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not. Mm-mm. I'm not dealing with that. Like, whatever. Um, so we meet the lawyers. So I will say this, as far as white people go, little white zaddy on the couch with the polo shirt and the gold chain, he was the only one speaking any goddamn sense. Like he was the only yeah. one making any motherfucking sense. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and I didn't and, and I hated to admit that. I was gonna say at some point I didn't even want to like agree with what he was saying. I was gonna say until the end, yeah. He made he made valid points until the until end. Until the end, he was he kind of irritated me with that. Yeah, they got a little weird. Yeah, they got a little weird at the end, but th- throughout when he was just sitting there and they were just kind of interviewing him, you, you could tell he was like, I'm trying to teach this girl how to do lawyer and write, and she just be doing whatever the fuck. <laughs> you could tell, tell that's his shit, and they trying to raise her in the shit, and they was like, Oh, bitch, you are dumb. We don't like you. Right. Like, you, you like could tell he was like, She, <laughs> she even admitted the dumbest shit. Like, when she said, Well, I guess I, I don't really want to ruin it, but okay, so. We know that that we talked about uh, uh, what's the name dying. Um, so of course, there's a court case. I don't know if I can just spoil it and say that dude nope. got off. I mean, he he served a year and, and you know got a, went, went on probation. You're in detention center, then he had probation. When they asked her how she felt about the verdict, 
and why she thought it was. She literally out her mouth said, well, you know, the DA, you know, he, he doesn't want to lose votes. There's certain people he has to keep happy. You just yeah. admitted. You just admitted out your motherfucking mouth that they only gave this man a year after charging him with two counts of kidnapping, fucking murder, manslaughter, and all this other shit. And they only because gave him a year. Because you know, Right. And the DA want to keep his goddamn job. I say, we'll ain't this by the bitch? No, we'll get there. So, cat daddy lawyer dude with the gold chain. Who was mm-hmm. kind of annoying, but kind of not. Um, he makes a valid point as well. So this is where this is why I was like, okay, this 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 Caucasian is spitting a little. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he says he points out that he was like, you know, he points out, you know, we're sitting here trying to figure out what the charges are and how we, you know, how many of these are valid and what actually happened here. And he makes a point. He was like, so Norman is saying it's self defense, and he says that self defense theory goes away when the people are trying to flee from your house at the point that they are running away from you leaving your house that is no longer self-defense you have defended yourself from any harm or any imminent threat and at that point it is no longer self-defense from the time that they went over the fucking threshold they were no longer a threat so I mean, I, I to be all for all intents and purposes, that white man, I don't think he's a racist. I think he knows what the fuck is up going on around there. But I think he's a better but I think he's a much better lawyer than he is a racist, if that makes sense. Like I think he might have some prejudices, but to him, money is green. And I'm gonna be the best damn defense lawyer I can be. But he's not fucking stupid. So he right. knew that love defense shit was not gonna fly. Like he's not a dummy. Like he was like, nah, that's not the one. Um, so when they leave, when they read this this list of charges that they arrest this man on, um, aggravated assault, attempted murder, uh, first degree murder with malice, um, kidnapping, unlawful imprisonment, reckless endangerment. I was like, oh, he's going to jail, jail. I thought. Uh, well, if he was well, if he was black, he's going to jail, jail. They, um, and they wouldn't have dropped no fucking charges, and they would have fucking fucking sent him. They would have went to the fucking ringer on each and every one of those motherfucking charges. So we, so the so white lady, Miss Mama's Dixiecrat lawyer, whatever, uh, the the the, the Miss the Miss Mama's version of Matlock or whatever she's trying to be, um, Miss Matt Miss Matlock, Miss Mama's Matlock, uh. <laughs> So yeah, Miss Mama's Matlock and her and her um Ann Klein suit or whatever the fuck she had going on. Oh, you got this is JC Penny's is what it looked like, and I just feel like y'all got a little too much money for you to be a JC Penny's driving we at Nissan. Yeah, she just I went, I got this at Bales. Do you like it? No, ma'am. No, sweetie. No, you go into Atlanta and you buy you yourself a yeah. If Miss Mama's if Miss Mama's Matlock don't take her ass to fucking Atlanta and buy her no goddamn suits, like bitch, if you don't go to Ann Taylor, stop that. Like you was talking about Miss Diddy's wig, Miss Miss Mama's Matlock in his suit and them horrible <laughs> shoes. Now, ma'am, you out here, you out here lawyering and out here, girl. No, we, baby, no, aspire for Allie McBeal, not whatever that was. That was and, and she was sadly built like a, a junior high linebacker. Maybe it was built like a little mini fridge and it was a lot. Um, that's maybe that's why she had that on them shoulders a little broad, but whatever. That's, little shoulders a little broad, but she can't help it. Um, she comes from, you know, comes from good southern stock. Um so they go back through the house, and this is why we were talking about earlier that the the version of events that Norman 
it's trying to pedal doesn't really make any sense because uh, what we learn is that they live in a trailer the guys parked the car like across the street or down the street or in a field or behind the shed somewhere yeah, behind not, the shed across the field yeah so just not on the property so they come in the back door because the back door directly as you walk into it, I'm assuming it's probably like the laundry room and there's two bedrooms back there. So they're in those back bedrooms. In order to get to Norman's room, you have to walk through the kitchen and through the living room into Norman's room. All right. So they really are not even on the side of the house that he's on. So he is saying he got up, went to go see what happened, tried to corral these people further into his house. All right. To get them to sit on his couches and they were like nah you're not doing that and they tried to run out the door they came in right that is that is the story that i mean i kind of believe is true i don't like and that's what he was and so again later after he's out of jail he says well they never made it to the couch well duh bitch of course they didn't of make course it to they the did, couch. yeah who the fuck would let you hold them at gunpoint and be like yes let me go sit on your couch right to then yeah. have to run back from your living room all the way back through your kitchen all the way to the back door yeah, it just it, and I mean that didn't that, happen. I don't it, care what he says. That didn't happen. God bless you, but no, that didn't all happen. Right. I'm sorry. Um, so we fast forward to April, and Norman has this trial or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, the day that they're supposed to do jury selection, um, the DA sends out a plea deal, and he is indicted on one count of involuntary manslaughter and one count of reckless. Conduct and the recommendation for this is a one-year sentence and a plea deal that they never told the um, family about because they wouldn't have agreed to it. Exactly. Now this is where it, it gets a little weird for me because the mama, God bless her, like you could tell. I, you know, we're talking about <laughs> Chris. We're talking about Chris and Josh having favorite children <laughs> earlier. Clearly, the baby in their family is, I don't know that he's the favorite, but it, it certainly gave me big, big youngest child vibes. Everybody's just protecting him and coddling him because he was an 18 year old like person. He wasn't a kid. And she's right. like, I don't want my son to think that it's okay to shoot people. And I was like, well, sweetie, he's 19 years old. I don't know why he would think it's okay to shoot people. Like, that's. <laughs> It was it, it was a little like I, I get where she's coming from, but girl, like if he if he's almost twenty years old, you don't think that's something that you might have covered already? Like, why are you right worried about right. what his takeaway is from this as an adult? I don't want my I'm teaching my son. Why are you still teaching your son things? Like he's an adult. It was almost as if she didn't know what to say in that moment. Like, God bless her. Like, right. maybe maybe it's stress. Maybe her wig is crooked. Maybe she's still teaching him stuff. I don't know. But all I do know was that if. At 19 years old, my mama had to tell me not to shoot people. It's it's bigger issues at play. Yeah, somebody's failed me already. Which maybe they just baby him because again, you're 18 years old and you hard up to go mess with a 14 year old. Go kiss huh? on a 14 year old like that's I mean, a lot. Like listen, and listen, he looks slow. Okay, forget what y'all talking about. <laughs> that nigga looks slow. I said okay. he was cute but stupid. I knew nah. what I was saying. That nigga looks slow as shit. That nigga look like him and Danielle got the same dopey ass look. Yeah, true yeah, shit. Real shit. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah, he seemed like the one that they had to try to keep out of trouble. So now he the only one. And they're like, I don't want my son to to learn any. But baby, yeah, the son that you like is dead, and the one you stuck with, you are gonna have to raise forever. Good luck. <laughs> 
And Loki, he might he might be Loki the like second cause. Danielle's the first. Listen, he he's definitely <laughs> right. he's definitely a contributing factor, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. Um, so we fast forward to election day, which is not actually election day, it's the primaries. So right. he is running against like what did it say, three, four, five other Democrats, a thousand people really. For the for it to be such a small town, everybody wants to fucking be the sheriff. It's wild. All right. Uh, um, like for listen, I mean, I if it's like, only fifty-two people, like you want to tell fifty-two <laughs> people what to do, like <laughs> I guess so because listen, it can't be that many of them. And they're like, yeah, it's five other motherfuckers running for sheriff, and it's like so white man one, white man two, a horse, old white man, old white man three, um, horse number one, um, <laughs> and a black like, guy. yeah, and a black guy. Like it was, yeah, it was a lot. Uh, so everybody was running. So he wins. And so they Kiki's out campaigning. They're putting signs everywhere. Everybody's saying, yeah, I'm voting for him. He's such a good guy, which, you know, that's the same thing that 52% of you white women said in 2016. So uh, we know how that went. Uh, And so by what I've just told you, you know, obviously that they probably did vote for him to be the person running in November, but he didn't. He does not win. No. He actually he, he loses to somebody who has no fucking exp- experience. So uh, like, didn't, didn't they say he had like no like experience at like the the like that level? Yeah, he had no he had no, uh, no. law enforcement experience. Experience, yeah, he's just the sheriff for no fucking reason. Just like because um, he's a white because he's white. Um, so we get to the day of sentencing, and that man's family's in there crying, and this is the part that had me real fucking tired and shook up and I had to go walk outside and go do something else because it's been a year and after they sentenced that man to a year that woman just broke down in the parking lot and I just lost it I just fell apart because then you could just you could hear the anguish in her heart like you could just hear it in her like she is still not over that and I felt so bad for her I mean and you both have sons Mm -hmm. I was like I only have my godson but Justin was born in 1989 right I don't have siblings. I'm very close to my first cousins. My boy first cousin is like a brother to me. We went to high school together for a year. His sister's younger than he is, so we were in high school together at the same time. When he was a freshman in high school, he was just into shit. He was kind of a troubled kid. He kind of, you know, he's worked his way out of that. He's a wonderful kid now. Well, not a kid, but he's wonderful now. But at 13 or 14, he was kind of a problem child. And I stayed in the office or stayed looking after him as a senior to try to just get him to calm it down. But he used to, but we live in a small town and he used to fuck with white girls. And he got caught fucking one of these two twin white girls, him and his friend, got caught coming out of their house. And I just sat there and watched that woman cry and started weeping because that could have been him. Because yeah. those white people were mad. They were threatening to shoot him with shotguns. They were threatening to come to school. They just didn't get to shoot him coming out of their house. But right. when they found out that he was fucking around with them, it was a problem. Right. And these are the same upstanding white people that we're not racist. We love everybody. Our town is so integrated. We love everyone. We're not racist. If they were ready to stick shotguns on him because it was their white daughter. Mm-hmm. And that part just, I, I I fell apart. I lost it because he that child is the same age as him. And that could have been. It was it, hard. It was it hard. Been, it could have been. I mean, but it could be any black kid. I mean, it, yeah. you have some, I mean, because you're they were doing cute shit. <laughs> and that's the shit that got me the most out of all of it. It's like that's that's what you do with that again, not excusing the eighteen year old fucking the fourteen year old. No, not at all. Gen- but in the sense of 
being Which, like, I don't think she was I don't think she was truthful about her age at the time either. So I think I, when I read online and kind of do some background information, that's kind of what I, I was getting lied, lied the sense of they weren't, yeah, they weren't they didn't say that she was right. 14. That's not what she said. Right. My right, right. issue, my that so her in the parking lot definitely made like made me feel away. Um, I don't know what kind of growth I would need to do to have been in the situation that she's in and gave a fuck about what that white man was saying. I literally would have probably been held in contempt of court for telling him, I don't give no fuck what you're about to say. I don't give a, I don't care if you wrote it. I don't care if you've memorized it. I don't care if you, I don't care if it's the hottest 16, like of the summer. Like I don't want to hear it. There's nothing that you could say. There's nothing clearly ain't that you ain't going to try to do nothing. Like ain't nothing you can do and nothing you can say to make me feel better about you not paying for killing my son. And let's be honest, this nigga, let's say he went to trial. He wasn't going to get life. You know what I'm saying? They weren't like, and, and he's old. So life is 15 years. Like they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have even give him, given him that, but it's just like, it's the principle know. of the matter. Yeah. That man got a year in jail and all these reduced charges. And as that and that woman is sitting there and her her baby son is recounting what happened and her child died in some white man's yard in the middle of the night and bled out by himself because he told his brother to run and leave him. And, and as and, I'm so glad you just brought that point up. That's the part I think that I was like, this Nick, I don't like the I I can't find a single part of me that was like with Norman at any at any point when he said why didn't he? He was talking about uh, uh, what's going on. Yeah. Why didn't he? Why didn't he call the cops? Why didn't he call the ambulance? Like only only guilty people run straight to their mama. Like no, I ran to my mother because I my big brother just died in my fucking arms. Like no, like. <sighs> It was a lot. Like, that part really pissed me off. Like that was the part where I was just like, I hope you die quickly. Like I hope it's right. coming. And I'm not the person to wish that on anybody, but I was like, I hope it comes for you very quickly because that was horrible. Like that is still somebody's child. And regardless of how you feel about whatever you did or didn't do, it's done now, sweetie. There's no double jeopardy. They can't send you back to jail. So what did it behoove you to sit there and say those horrible things about a dead person? Right. Like that boy is gone. He's never right. coming back. Right. His mama has to live with that every fucking day. His daddy, his brother, the, the the black girl you raised in your house or whatever. Right. And you get on here in front of this camera and say that crazy ass shit. For what reason? Only guilty people. Only like, guilty people call their moms. He's a he's a teenager and he was scared to fucking death because a white man was shooting at him. No, he didn't call the goddamn police to leave his brother to die we were talking about imminent threat and you just shooting people in self-defense well sweetie they didn't call the police or the ambulance because he was running because you also came out of your house and to continue to shoot, shoot. Right. at right. what point was he supposed to stop and be like hey 911 there's a white man shooting at me I'm ducked behind the side of his house he's still coming outside though so I'm going to stay here and wait for you while he's still shooting Right. no he ran like any normal person would do. And then you happened to call the police before he got to safety. So when he got to safety, yeah, he called his mom and said, I left your son and he's dead in a fucking right. in, in a man's yeah. Right. No, the police right. would not be the first person I called if you shot my fucking brother. Absolutely not, fucking correct. Not at all. Sorry. It went, no, you need to call him. You the one doing the shoot, bitch. It's your house. He this is right. a dead person in your yard. Right. Right. 
Right. I was like, that's wild. That is wild. So <sighs> the DA, we sit with with this DA. And so the, the Jillian, who doesn't say much throughout this, ask a question, simple question. Why did he feel like that plea was appropriate? And well, white chatter and Cajun bullshit. Caucasian Girl, I, I was about to say, wait, what did he say? Because I don't hear, I don't remember. I, Not a damn thing. No, I, I just wrote Caucasian bullshit because I, I'm not in time. It, like, it was a lot of sputtering and stuttering, and uh, and, uh, my, 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 and I just feel it was appropriate. And uh, it's just a, a, a tragedy for everybody. Yeah, it's a tragedy for everybody. It's a tragedy for everybody. Norman was just going to sit. And on his porch for a year. So sitting on something else for a year, it wasn't like, how is that a loss? Right. Like, and yeah, she asked him, she was like, he was just doing what kids do. I'm sure every kid has snuck in or been somewhere they I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. If you right. don't get your, That's okay. Your like nobody was sneaking you in the house. No right. No, nobody care. And first of all, you lying. So I don't even want to hear that. So it, you lying more than likely. It, at best, it, at best you're lying. And at worst, you're just sitting here. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, come on. Right. Like either this is a lie or you just, you know, was sitting at home Friday nights at what sixteen talking about I'm gonna be a lawyer. I can't go to the, the car hop because he looked old as shit. That nigga so just, he wanted I, to say the right shit for the fucking camera and it sounded that's stupid. all it is because he's yeah. full of shit. And I just I really hope somebody comes out and was like, Remember that time you snuck in my window and got me pregnant and I had the abortion? Like I want that. I want it so bad for him. I feel you. <laughs> like cause that's a lie. Um so white lawyer daddy with the gold chain uh, and Miss Mama's Matlock lawyer. Uh, <laughs> Miss Miss Mama's Matlock with the bad suits. Um, All right. They, that this is where, is horrible. This is where they ask her um, white version of a bad wig. Uh, so they ask her why <laughs> she felt like the that he got the deal that he got while they wanted to plead it out. And this is when Miss Mama's Matlock lawyer with the bad suit says that the DA wanted to save face because he, you know, the DA is a voted, a voted position and he needed votes. And so he needed to look like he was doing the right thing by everybody so that he can be reelected. So keep he can't his damn be, job, right. Yeah, so he can't, you know, can't be too tough on the white man that killed the nigger because then nobody will vote for him. Right. So, That's um... Uh, that's basically she. She basically said exactly what happened. Like, yeah, and then, man. And then her, and then, and then her daddy was sitting there in that polo shirt with his face, whole neck turning red because he was like, "Bitch, I right. you fucking didn't." Like, I don't think that was what he was expecting to come out of her mouth, and he was just like, mm, "Yeah." Yeah. yeah, he wasn't expecting that much honesty out of her. That's for damn sure. Um, I also don't. I don't think that she was expecting a follow up question. Yeah. Could have been. You know what I mean? just yeah, because like then she kept pressing mouth. her to say he was trying to save face. And yeah. then so Jillian Boom. pressed her and was like, well, what does save what face does that mean? mean? What right. does that mean? And that's what she had to come up with. But here's the thing. She also said that, did anybody catch what she said? Well, I think it happened for a couple of reasons or a few reasons. And then she only gave one reason. Yeah. Like there was no other reason. Yeah. So I was like, where's the rest of the bitch? I mean, she, she knew what she was talking about. She, I mean, again, I, I think also too, uh, just addressing the fact again that her, she said her granddad was like in the Dixie Mafia. Sometimes people tend to forget not to speak in the arrogance that they usually speak in. And I feel like a lot of times when she talks, probably in her normal conversation, the fact that she does not have to give a fuck about that black boy's life and can casually talk about the DA motherfucking doing this shit. You know what I mean? I feel like she tried to catch herself and like that's why she didn't give more than one reason. Because she knew those other reasons was, oh, shit, yeah, because we really don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
yeah, she was going to have to admit that the, as, as a whole, as a community, nobody was going to be, it was going to care. And then yeah. when they started, and when they got to seat in the jewelry, they were going to, they were going to basically excuse all the black jurors. And, and when it all got said and done, a bunch of white men were going to quit him. Like right. she, she just didn't want to say what was about to happen. God bless her. But she, she, there was no way they were going to sit any black people on the jury. So Hell no. She knew what was up. Uh, exactly. So Norman, we fast forward 365 days. So when Norman gets out of jail, and Norman is still fucking annoying, um, and he's not dead yet. Surprise, surprise. Thought that would have happened, but I guess not. Um, <laughs> All right. So at this point, I didn't write anything that Norman said. I just wrote that I am so sick of hearing his shit. And Jillian is just sitting there looking, and baby, I am in confusion like you are, um, because. She ain't said shit. Jillian just pointed the camera and he's just rambling and she was just like, pardon? What? Because this is where he gets on the racist tirade, right? This is where this is where it comes out. He, spent the, he, he, took that, he took that time down, nigga. He sat down. Yeah. <laughs> this is where the racist tirade comes out because he just basically starts defaming Jer Justin's character for a lack basically, of a better term. Basically. He's Basically. just like, well, he shouldn't have been in my house at 3 a.m. And if he was such an upstanding citizen, why he should have been at home taking care of his baby instead of my house trying to make more babies and who yeah. does X, Y, Z and blagy, my blagy, da 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 da. And he was at my house and in my house at 3 a.m. Just a bunch of horrible shit to say about Bullshit. it. Right. And then he was like, and then all, all he and he wouldn't say anything to me. Which honestly, if I got caught in that position and the and a motherfucker invited me to your house, I would expect the motherfucker that invited, invited me, me to say fucking something to say something. I don't know you. They do, of course. I, he was expecting um, Danielle. Hello, Danielle. Like, <laughs> where the fuck is Danielle? Oh. He was expecting Danielle to say something. Danielle ain't said shit, so he kept his mouth shut. And Bro, the only shit. thing he says is he says this. He said this MF shocked me. You're in my house at three a.m. and I'm the motherfucker. Yes, because you're the Yo, you this shot somebody. Norman he was like, I could think Bro, of a shit. whole bunch of names that he was like. All right, like, you? What, what, the, first, the first thing you said was you ain't know him. So right. how, how would you how? motherfucker? I right. was like, you, you shot him, sweetie. That's why he called you a motherfucker. You're aware, right? Like he didn't call you a motherfucker. Any nigga that any nigga that shoot and a nigga that get shot to them, you're a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like oh, this motherfucker shot me. Like it was oh, Mr. Norman Neesmith shot me. Like the fuck. No. I mean, shit. Even even when if you shoot me, you gonna be a motherfucker. That's even, it. When Denzel <laughs> got shot in training day, motherfucker shot me. In <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who you are and what you're doing. If somebody shoots you, they this motherfucker shot me. That's everybody. Huge fact. Or all I facts. got shot or something. Nobody is over here with that. God, God damn it, Chris. Vermeek shot me in the show. What the fuck are you talking about? God damn it, Christian. Vermeek right. shot me. <laughs> like, this is and, and, and like, I ain't gonna front. That's where it kind of got me to because it's like in the beginning where the nigga was trying to explain himself and you get the little small piece of empathy. And when he gives the bullshit ass apology, it's almost like, oh, I wanted to feel for you. And then I don't feel for you anymore because nigga, like, you literally took this from I'm not racist and look at this story of me raising this black girl right. and look at all of this and the flack I took and this and this and that and that. And right. I was just being a dad. You could have left right. it at that. But to, but to try to defame this kid. After you didn't did a year, and and you know what I mean, had to sit the fuck down. Like you ain't even really sit the fuck down. Like this kid is Not gone. Really. Not this really. kid is gone, and he's gone because 
you had a temper. And I and like like I said, I don't want to go on a rant, but that part got me. Yeah, I, you know, I could think of all types of I'm the motherfucker. Yes, right. my, yes, you absolutely. are. Absolutely. You absolutely you was the are the motherfucker. Right. 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 <laughs> and, and that's why Jillian, that, like, and that's why that lady was sitting there in silence. And that's why yeah. that lady was sitting there in silence because she could not fucking believe it that came out of his mouth. Like she she has probably heard all manner of shit while she was in that racist ass country, in that racist ass county. And when he yeah. said that shit, she was like, You don't fucking say. <laughs> well, I'll be well, I'll be goddamn. When I thought I had heard it all, here is some more shit. Motherfucking monkey's uncle. Do you hear she, me? <laughs> Jilly didn't have no follow up questions. She didn't press for any type of elaboration. Miss Mama's just panned in the camera closer. <laughs> you are with that. <laughs> That um, camera just got close to his face. She didn't have shit to say. She said, "Well, I guess she, that's listen, what happened." Yeah, she, <laughs> she heard him. <laughs> she, she know that's how the fuck we. She, listen, that camera zooming in on that nigga was the equivalent of Diddy and Dude at the goddamn. <laughs> 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 you don't play. <laughs> like she wanted to say more, but she was like, "You know what? It, this this I'm, is good." I'm all right. All right. I'm a, yeah, she was like, I'm gonna go. Let me just hit the old dusty trail. <laughs> we got so finally, <laughs> an hour in, we meet Danielle. Finally. God damn, this bitch is finally here. Is she not even in the house? No, Danielle don't live at that house. All um, right. So Danielle uh, has a current boyfriend who I thought she needs to probably break up with. I don't report myself to be in other people's business, but if if the nigga you fucking with gets shot to death in front of you and then your daddy go to jail, I feel like you ought to be given a little grace on the nightmares. I just just a little. Look, little grace. Look, grace. He was like, get up, get over it, bitch. Come suck some dick. And she was like, wait, no. Like <laughs> and she was like, wait, no, I just I need a glass of milk or something. I'm I'm having a problem. I need a glass of milk. <laughs> and, and a back rub. And he was like, No, 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 no. On, on all fours, please. Yeah. Um <laughs> He was kind of says I need to get over it, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he wasn't cutting her any slack on that shit. And I have the sneaky suspicion that he's white, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, and listen, if he is black, he ain't from that town. He like, I don't know this nigga. Like, I'm yeah, it's gotta, like, it's, yeah, gotta it's gotta be. It's gotta be. That's the only way I can see hopefully, it. Like, hopefully she's traumatized from that night and she stays away from all black guys. Well, well hopefully though. Oh, because she, oh, she got bad. Yeah, she's a bad vibe, baby. You're yeah, right. bad vibes. Like, she's a bad vibe. Yeah. Yeah. She bad vibes. Yes. From, 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 yeah, yeah. from a baby. From a baby. If, let my people go. If you hear this, Danielle, we was we was we was almost dead set on being ridiculed by uh actually no, we said it was gonna be you at the beginning. There's always somebody yeah. who finds us. It's probably gonna be you, Danielle. Probably. Stay away from people who look like me. Please. Amen. Amen. So she's holding on to a necklace that he gave her, which I thought was super weird because the way and it she was a rosary, wasn't it? It looked like a rosary to me, which I was like, are they Catholic? I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it was super weird. But then you maybe know, it was just like, maybe, maybe it was like a rosary over here before you fucking give you back shots. <laughs> right. Let us let us pray. I just, right. It was it was a lie. <laughs> all, right, all right, like that nigga. 
That wasn't no necklace that nigga gave you. He left that <laughs> shit there in the He's hurry. on drugs. I remember. No, no. That, that nigga, that, that little young nigga looked like he was the cleanest nigga in that town. That nigga took his little necklace off, put it on top of that goddamn nigga, nigga. And when nigga. that nigga came in there with all the commotion, he, he forgot left to grab it. Yeah, nigga. Nigga. And now she she's he... like, it's mine. Yeah, <laughs> she, she says he gave it to her. He and gave, I'm just like, he gave you that dick. Bitch, <laughs> because that listen, and now so this is part of the confusion because she said he gave it to her, but the timeline she's saying is like they linked on Facebook, they were chit-chatting back and forth. He was supposed to come by the house, that didn't fail through, so he comes by a different night. But like earlier in the thing, like didn't the mama say they had been talking for knew each other for two days or something? Somebody said two days. Like I think his mother didn't know maybe that they knew each other before. They had just made she said the way Danielle was saying it was like that they were friends and they lost contact. Yeah, right. And, and then Nick. Yeah, so I mean shit, the way that, that shit would look to anybody's mama, like, who the fuck is this? Like <laughs> Yeah, word. Yeah, I never heard you talk that. about this bitch. Because right. he just reconnected with her. That's what I'm saying. The, the timeline was weird, but to me it seemed like she had stars in her eyes. Cause she probably was trying to get some dick the time before and mm -hmm. shit fell through or he started seeing somebody or whatever, whatever. So then when the dick popped back up on Facebook, she was like, Oh, it's time. Bet we're going right away. I'm running through this like Tomb Raider. How soon do you be here? So right. two days later, he's at her house. Right. Cause I wasn't quite following. So I don't know anybody that knows somebody for two days to start giving our necklaces. That's uh, that doesn't no, not at all. Right. Doesn't really check out. It was I like her story. That's what happened. That's that is what happened. Um, so she said she's dead. She's glad the daddy's home, but she won't go to the house. Um, but then she also makes a very salient point in her stupidity um, that if her daddy was black, he would not be at home. So she says, "I'm glad he's home, but if he was black, he would not be." Um, so she uh, I mean, apologizes. Wouldn't we have liked that apology before they decided he could take a plea deal? Real Wouldn't shit. we have liked her to say anything right. before he had to take a plea deal? Like, I mean, I can, that's why she had the nightmares and eat milk. That's, that's exactly why. That's exactly why. Like, I, I'll, I'll allow that she said all this shit at the end of a documentary. Like, but, but what does that do for anybody? Not only that, because right, it don't do shit for nobody. But, and I know that they didn't show us all of the trial, but. You weren't there at the trial, bitch? It wasn't no trial. Oh, that's right. They took the plea bargain. You weren't even yeah. there for that, though. Not you even there I for mean, that. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah, it's something, it's something up with, because I don't know. It's it's something up. See, but here's the thing. It's something up with that dynamic with them. So I don't know if it right. changed or after he got to shooting folks or whatever. But I something can't. is a mix. Which, yeah. I mean, obviously it should change, but something is amiss because she's saying, oh, I'm happy he's, he's home and I was like a kid in a candy but store I and I just there. lit up, but I'm not going over there. All right. You, you you couldn't pick him up from, from jail? Right. Or, if you love your daddy like that, yeah. Because at the end you, of the I day, mean, or, like, may, or may, maybe it's like, I know she's saying well, she's having nightmares and shit, but like, maybe it's really affecting her way harder than she's trying to admit. Like, because like, that shit hit her black side. Like, right. Russia. Well, I mean, truth be told, I think she know her daddy is wrong. So she's sitting there trying to, like, the lady's talking about save face. I think she's sitting there saving face because that's her dad. 
and you're going to do whatever you need to do to try to justify or get yourself through. So I think she is sitting there being like, well, yeah, it really affected me. Blah, blah, blah. I'm glad my dad is home. But deep down in her mind, she was like, I should have said something. My daddy is, is low key racist. And he shot these and he shot a, a black kid for no reason. Like, because everything because could have changed with her just saying that I told I invited them opening her mouth. That was it. Because Thank you. Dad, I invited that. But on top of everything else, like, if you caught them fucking, like, why wouldn't you just think that she invited these people? Like, why would you immediately go to, oh, nigger intruders in my house? Well, one of them is on top of your daughter, and she seems to be enjoying it. So I just feel like nobody is putting the obvious together. Right. Yeah, exactly. He wants us to believe these niggas broke in, and I don't buy it. It makes like, him feel better. It, it, it makes him. It does because he know he was dead ass wrong, and his little preconceived notions and prejudices got the best of him, and he got to shooting black people for no fucking reason. Yeah. And that, and that boy died for no reason. That's what it boils down to. Danielle should have opened her fucking mouth, and now somebody's dead because she was sitting there like a fucking mute after he came over here to drop dick in you, girl. Like I, it's ungrateful. Right. It's ungrateful. Hella like, ungrateful. That man, I feel like, and and. I'm not sure. Well, I guess they couldn't interview him before. Well, I guess he would have had to do part of the interview before he did the year, wouldn't he? Not necessarily. My point being is, yeah, I think so. Because my whole thing about it is, is he was talking one way at one point, and then he's talking another way at, at, at you know, towards the end. And my biggest thing with that is, a lot of times, like people who lie a lot or who can't deal with shit, they literally tell themselves the same thing over and over and over again in order to be like, all right, this is this is what really happened. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've convinced myself that I killed him because of this, not because I was just being a fucking racist dick. Well, I mean, it's right. revisionist. It's revisionist history, right? You're gonna do whatever you need to do to justify your actions to make them up, yeah, to get you to win, right? You're right. I mean, that's because that's what Danielle was doing. So and then she was like, I'm so sorry. She's crying. And I just I would never want to bury my daughter. And then they showed a daughter. And I'm just like, so you and you you got a whole ass daughter and you didn't think the girl wanted to see a grandpa. Like, again, you can't go pick grandpa up at jail. We can't meet grandpa at the Brandy's. We can't meet grandpa at the Chicken Express or the Dairy Queen and have us some steak fingers. We can't do nothing. Right. We just not gonna see him. Right. So to me, I don't care what she's in there saying on the camera. If that's your daughter and that's your daddy and y'all so close and so tight and everything is so great, then yeah, why ain't nobody why? on the why y'all not on the camera together? Real shit, and that's what it is. Her her black side is way too effective for this fuck shit. Yeah, and that she that's the part she's not saying because that's her white ass daddy. That's the part she's not saying out loud. Yep, and and. Shit, she got a white ass man, evidently, because that baby is lighter than very, light. Yeah, she very pale, and that hair is very straight. Um, right. So, back to Calvin Burns, who lost the election to the Republican with no experience. Um, so, apparently, he lost by less than 100, vo- 100 votes. Um, and people are telling him that they aren't ready for a black sheriff in Montgomery County. He says that they didn't say it that politely. They used the N-word. Um, I... I believe that happened for sure. Um, I believe they definitely said the N word to him about him being the sheriff. And he seems, he was like, I cried about it and I was sad. And then I wasn't sad. And I'm just like, so you, you let a bunch of white people call you the N word and, and then went to bed and they got a picket working as the chief of police. Yep. Protecting the like serving them. 
it's Mount Vernon, Georgia. And if you ain't from here, you just ain't going to understand. Okay. Well, Kiki, well, Kiki is from there. Kiki wants out. Kiki said, I'm up out of here. She got the fuck Kiki, Kiki said, I can't live here. She said, I said, if my dad loses, I can't live here. And she makes a valid point. Anybody yeah. that has been, like they said, that man graduated high school and became a cop and has been working there in that community for 20 something years. And they think so highly of him to his face. But when it got time to vote, it was like, I don't want no nigger being the sheriff. And it didn't matter that it was Calvin Burns, who's been a police officer for 22 years. This white man who's never been a, in a law enforcement should be the sheriff over him. Right. That's some wild ass racism. That is a level of racism that is beyond me. I want to pit these unqualified motherfuckers in here to, to be in charge of making sure the law is served. And you just got to keep being a chief of police. That's some wild shit. He said, I want out. I'm done with that. Me and my baby finna get the fuck up out. And God bless her. I hope she moves to Atlanta and has a grand old time. Real shit. <laughs> uh, I, I, I hope she, they're 150 miles from Atlanta. She can just drive her car right up to 150 miles and go get her some wings at Magic City and, and, and live a better life. I want that for her. Right. Because <clears throat> she deserves. Um, And also her hair is pretty. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. If you're Kiki, if you're the one that finds us, your hair is pretty girl. We like you. Right. We love you. <laughs> you don't you don't person with any fucking sense here. Um, oh, and, and Justin's parents, because everybody else. And guy and, and Justin's little slow ass brother Siobhan, whatever. Um so so apparently prom is still integrated. Good for them. I thought for sure after they took those pictures, they was gonna be like, get back, you niggers, no more of this. So good on them. Prom's still integrated, so 2012, a year after Justin is killed, they decide to let uh, Miss, uh, whatever her name is, Lord Jillian, there it is. Mm -hmm. They let Jillian come film the prom in 2012. Right. So this is when we get an interview with Brooke, a white lady with very bad, horrible split ends and flyaways. Um, and I and I have to think that was from all the bleach she put in her hair. Brooke is the uh, Brooke is not a natural blonde. That's a lot. Um, Thank you. You called that girl a lady because at eighteen she looked like she was like thirty eight. I will admit she really did, but her hair was killing me. All right, all right. It was he a lot. Like, yeah, all right. He, he, he needed camera time. Yeah, they was they was working on that hair for a while to get her ready for prom because it was mm. fried, fried. Um. So Brooke says, all my friends say I'm too pretty to date black guys. And I was like, bitch, where? Not at all. You're not even the type of white girl we like, bitch. It was a lot. Like, I was like, what? Bless his heart. He must can't get nobody else. Because this, I don't, he must be dopey. And you must, she seemed like her family do meth. So there you go. You see, she went with the nigga that was talking about the Mexicans could go to either one. And he was happy to tell the joke. Yeah, listen, he seems like he's not. <sighs> Not all black people are a monolith. I just want to say that we can all be different people. So I don't want to make it seem like it's something wrong with the way that he acts or thinks as a black person. All I am saying is, is that it does not seem his personality is in line with the rest of the people that he goes to school with. I'm inclined to agree with you. That was a little much. So I don't know if all his friends are Hispanic or whatever might be IDK. Um, so too pretty to date black boys, Brooke, and a little funny looking at funny looking boy go to prom together. We get a bunch of shots of them in hideous prom dresses. Um, I saw a couple of cute ones in the bunch. That was it. And then we just get closing credits with them having pictures at the prom, having a grand old prom time. Yeah. 
with with the town still being not uh, it, it's almost as if they try to wrap it up with this, this integration being a happy ending and it's not but it's I just sad like, <laughs> i feel like the integration leaves more of that cloudy undertone of this racism still exists because at the end of the day even with this being integrated is more of a thing of being like this kid got this kid got murdered and then all of a sudden it's integrated this is still a staple of, of representing the racism that's that's in that town so yeah i don't know what the prom did i i feel like the prom being the ending part on that didn't do anything for me personally i think that it was just again like it's trying to give your documentary an uplifting end and sometimes they don't need that sometimes you got to end with some motherfuckers sitting in their shit and looking crazy because they murdered a 22 year old kid like right looking like that 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 they could they could when she zoomed in on that white man with that bullshit ass rent he went on sis could have rolled the credits right there sis Sis could have rolled the credits when she was just sitting there in silence because we all felt that silence like, oh, this is some this, shit here. Yeah, right. So. And that could have been the end of it. But to end on this shit about the prom and y'all taking pictures in the street and everybody, like, that's not fair. It was to full circle it because that's the only reason yeah, that she, just, that, that right. she, it was she got into, like, un, like she met the town, right? Like, well, yeah, true shit. Sure, the only reason she was in the town to begin with was to talk about the prom and then she just decided to go back and investigate or not investigate but you know talk about that murder so that is real shit. right i yeah. guess but still i just she could have just said that the prom was still integrated girl we didn't need all them pictures <laughs> you could have just said in 2012 the prom is still integrated and we could have just took that for what it was because see, <laughs> all the pictures of them ugly ass dresses and that badass hair don't want people had like i didn't need that i did not need it all the horrible <laughs> pictures i could have did I just really could have dealt without having to see that because it was a lot, girl. They are still racist over there, and I don't care how much, how many times you and the white people and Mexicans all get together at prom and do the electric slide. That kid is still dead. Like it didn't do it didn't shit for me. Y'all out there doing the Cupid shovel, and he is still dead. That white man still shot him because the bottom line is the problem is not the kids there. Because if it was up to the kids, I'm sure they probably, for the most part, would have already integrated the problem. I don't know. Remember at the beginning, we had a couple that said, I like it the way it is. They had a couple, but where do you learn that type of mentality? Exactly. Well, we all know that. Like, that's where you did. You learn that you that's yeah. learned behavior because after they integrated and realized, oh shit, it's not gonna do anything. I could still go be racist at home with my parents. They right. were like, oh fuck, this is way better. Let's keep doing this. Right. So the point is, it's I mean, I get the point of her doing it, but really the takeaway here is is that it's still bullshit. Like yeah. lost over the the whole thing of them with disco ball lights in the pictures and them having a grand old time together is the fact that they were never the problem to begin with. Right, mm-hmm. right. Like Absolutely. they're kids in a town where the adults act like it, it's impossible for black people and white people to get along, and those kids are not raised like that. This is the year of our Lord 2020. Them kids is out here living completely separate lives, and they left Mount fucking Vernon, Georgia, and realized, oh shit, the rest of the world is not fucking racially segregated. Right, a as bunch much of as we country thought it was, right. backwoods country ass weirdos like we are. Right. right. So, yeah, thank you for handicapping your kids. So great of you. God bless. And Siobhan is still <laughs> stupid because wasn't he at the prom? That was a picture. He was at the yeah, prom. Yeah, he was at the prom. Yeah, he did. Prom. 
wasn't he like 19? Don't he think he was a little old to be at prom? And that's how I knew he was slow because she was saying her 19-year-old son, but then they cut back to him being at prom. Yeah. I mean, 19, I guess, maybe, maybe he failed again. Because I was going to say, like, <laughs> even even the late niggas graduated at 18. Like, the late niggas, niggas who birth, yeah, Even the niggas who birthday in February graduated at 18. <laughs> 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 Whew, and that's that on that. All right. Uh, okay. Rights. Um, you guys can catch this on is it HBO Max? Yep. Yes. HBO Max. And then I think um, I was looking on Amazon. If you guys are going to listen to this anytime soon, I think it's free on Amazon Prime right now. Huh. Also, if you have AT and T anything, then the subscription is included. Because right. I have yeah. AT and T internet, and that's how I got it, which I did not know. So but you have internet one thousand. Yeah. Oh, you have to have internet one thousand. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, I have to have all the bandwidth, girl. I'm busy. How else am I going to stream my porn? Good grief! Right. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like my porn grainy. I don't like it to be. You. Who wants you know the porn to be kind of stopping and starting shit? Who wants right. that porn to be like buffering? Right. Nobody wants buffering porn. I can't do it. I can't. Have, you ever, have you ever seen a titty flop and get caught in the middle? <laughs> Just miss, just miss, just miss, just titty just, just, just right in. Oh like, my god, little suckers. <laughs> and then, and then the titty don't come back in for a swing. That bitch go. Right, I'm telling you, so get get to a good internet package and support. Yes. Real shit, real shit. All right, Yo. guys. Go ahead, you can close it out. All right, yeah, no doubt. This has been all docked up. Yeah. Chris, it's VJ, and it's your boy Penrose. Um, find us everywhere that you can find the podcast. Come talk to us. VJ beat up her dogs. I'm not beating him. I'm oh, just no, sorry, sorry. I'm not beating him. She's just taking shit at them. Like, shaking shit at the dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. See you next time.